Hi, Dan Kane. Hey, Brock Hutchison. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> we are at Cyrus Custom Framing and Gallery on Cleveland Avenue. What are we doing here? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, big, a big art show opened here Friday night. There were hundreds of people. It's called Salon des Femmes, which is French for what? Salon of Women, I guess. Uh-huh. I'm guessing. And the show is 12 local female artists. It kind of celebrates them. And whose idea was this, Dan King? <laughs> the show? Yeah. It was my idea. All right. Okay. So, Dan, we have a couple of your artists here with us today. Can you introduce them for us? Yes. Um, I have known both of these ladies a long time. <laughs> Marty Jones, I've known since the 80s. Yep. 85, we met. Okay. Marty used to be, Marty in a previous incarnation was a recording artist and she toured and sang and she was on a couple major labels and she performed on David Letterman, which impressed me to no end. That's my big, big. It's kind of a big one. David Letterman. Awesome. And David Letterman hasn't been on television for like he's on Netflix now. 30 he's years. Netflix now. I know, I know. But she's always been a painter. She was an art student at Kent, and she's gone back to full-time painting. Yeah. And then Erin Mulligan, who I met in this room. Oh, you yeah. did? Yeah. Yeah, she was in some show what here. Was name? It was called... Um, Lowbrow know-how. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm too far away. No, you're good. <laughs> when would that have been? Lowbrow know-how. Can you remember when that would have been? It was October in 2005. Uh, okay. Wow. That's a while ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I somehow and missed that She's show. been making Do art ever since. Like she's kind of a local star, I think. I don't Definitely. know. Definitely. I just like to make stuff. You've yeah. got that whole area of what you do cornered for like several states weird, at least. Yeah. Weird stuff? Yeah, the weird stuff. <laughs> I think Dan says weird and wonderful. Aww. It is. It Thanks, is. Dan. I agree. Yeah. So, Aaron, tell us a little bit about your style. Um, I think I would describe it as narrative. Um, hmm. You have, there's there's kittens hatching out of an egg. Tell us about that. That one I just did because I wanted to see what it looked like. I thought it would be funny, but um, <laughs> some of them have a deeper meaning to them. So some of them are metaphors, and some of them are some of them are just for my own entertainment. See if I can make myself laugh or get sad or scared or evoke some sort of emotion out of myself. But those cats came from, I was talking with one of my uh, guys that buys paintings from me, and he's a cat lover too, and he was like, we were talking about these baby griffin-type creatures that hatch out of eggs. <laughs> and now the conversation, oh, no. You know, like you do. Yeah, I yeah, I, Derek and I were actually just having that conversation over lunch the other day. I'm like, ew, they'd be all slimy and... I'm like, all right, I gotta paint that. So. so, is that where most of your ideas come from, or those types of conversations? <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say they probably okay. do. Or, um, I mean, I wouldn't say most, but some of them do. My husband has like some really crazy thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Sounds and, like you married the right guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll just we'll be cooking dinner, and I'll be like, oh, well, I gotta go write that down. I've got a whole like bunch of sticky notes on my wall. Of, <laughs> ideas that Kipper and I came up 
It's funny. So, Erin, did you were you drawing when you were a little girl? Yeah. Were you drawing things that maybe looked sort of like this? Would there be a connection? Um, probably. <laughs> There's definitely the animal thing going on. And I always was, this is weird, but um, kind of always liked and was sad to see the dead birds, the baby birds on the sidewalk. Those gooey little, like, naked things. And one of those fascinations that's sad and just, you can't stop Morbid. thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. It's, so I don't know if I'm a dark person. I think you're just interested, in, to, in my opinion. Yeah, I curious, think you're just maybe. very interested in different ways to look at things. And if you happen to focus on something that might be morbid to someone else, there's, you're finding the beauty in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Kimber asked me if I thought, like, if the world ended, if, if Yosemite, or not Yosemite, what's the one? Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. If that actually exploded, because it's like a giant volcano, mm-hmm. and so many people were killed, if I would want to be one of the ones that lived or died, I said, 100% lived. He's like, I would die. I'm like, why would you? Uh-oh. Why would you die? <laughs> you and he's like, I don't want to experience all that sad. Mm. But even in destruction, there's creation and beauty. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. all the same. And and he, so I guess I would lose him. But maybe <laughs> maybe the cats would live. Maybe he'd be out of town that. <laughs> maybe. maybe he wouldn't be at Yellowstone that day. Uh, maybe I don't know. Well, I'm always curious about artist process so you talk about the sticky notes you have and the ideas do you have do you start with one painting at a time and complete it or do you have like multiple of those going at one time trying to as they inspire you I guess um yeah there's always a lot of stuff going on okay because some of the jobs they're boring (laughs) and these aren't the things that I make for myself Mm -hmm. but the the actual paying jobs some of them i just they're not aggressive enough or not energized enough and i have to do some of my own stuff to keep to keep my spirit mm-hmm. alive you know so because your your paintings are incredibly realistic mm-hmm. you know like um, i'm looking at dan showed us the, the girl holding the mosquito uh-huh. i mean that looks the newest real. one yeah it looks, it's brand new how, how do you make something like that that one, okay, inspiration for that one came out of a dream, or I think it was a dream. I woke up and that image was in my head, so I hurried up and you know wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. And I was, it just so happened that it aligns with a lot of things I believe about how we should treat nature and stuff. And um, so I forget what the question was. How do you actually make it? Like, oh. Do you draw it first? Yeah. Like? Yeah, the technique. So it's a full drawing. In and pencil, then, in right? Pencil, on right? the board. Yeah, and then once the drawing is done, I'll um, put layers of transparent oil paint oh. on top. Oh, that's transparent oil. I'm not sure what it is. Really? Yeah. Big, big light bulb over my head. There's no. like, there's like alchemy involved the, in this. How disciplined that seems if it's transparent. You get to the point where you kind of understand what different things do. 
And so you can take shortcuts, which I'm sure you do too in your work. Like where? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all kind of you get to know the technique so well that you use it where it's appropriate. Right. So when you, sorry for shop yeah. talk here. No, no. When you put, yeah. say, like yellow over a blue field, are you doing that on purpose to get green? It, does it work that way? Sometimes it's more like about um, the subtle effects. Okay. So I might lay down green, and if it's too yellow, I'll apply a layer of blue. So then you let that dry, or do you yeah, do yeah. treat? Do you put a coat of something on it to to make it stay where it is? Um, it's all done with this. It's a resin oh. that I mix with the oil paints so oh, that they okay. become transparent. I get it. Yeah, and they dry overnight. It's so beautiful. It's it really is beautiful, Marty. and you can Appreciate see that it's something that. different than just, I, I wasn't sure what you used. Oh, well, now you should try it. I you think it's it. too involved for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically lazy. Yeah, but it, I love your laziness. Oh. I wish I could use some, I wish Thank I could you, have Aaron. some of it. Marty, why don't you tell us how you decide what you're going, what you're going to paint. Your paintings feature people, primarily, yeah, like to figure, paint. figurative. Right? Yes, I like to paint people. I don't necessarily like to do if someone commissions a portrait I'd rather try to have like the whole body in the portrait um, so that the likeness is from the gesture rather than from the face that's cool and I like to feel I can almost feel a move as you you know as I'm painting just sort of lean into it and feel it yeah so um, that's always been my interest and my subject matters inevitably come from really come from everywhere but I travel around a lot with my friends that are that do that and they're nice enough to drag me along sometimes who live in Ireland yeah in Palm Springs I, yeah good friends to have yeah good oh it's so gorgeous there it's just unbelievable but um so you ever just tell people like freeze I need to like mentally capture this image so I can well as a matter of fact I don't okay. because because I kind of want to catch them mm -hmm. And, and even, uh, I've done a couple of series from films. Mm -hmm. I even like that because you can, well, you kind of can freeze mm -hmm. them, yeah, but they're in mid-gesture. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of get that in there if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I may, I can, I can almost go down your line of artwork and picture these sort of simple moments in my own life. Uh, my wife standing on the beach or late night dinners with my wife or playing card games after the kid's gone to sleep and I can even see you know sitting in a basement listening to some rock band with a cat behind me on a couch I mean, <laughs> you can go you know I mean it's, uh, it really invokes like some memories of just sort of simple moments in my life that I can remember that maybe were important but simple at the same time well I like I like to make them relatable so that you kind of feel that connection somehow and even like when I do um, paintings that are, series of paintings that are from films, people like those. So, I, you know, if I need to make some dough, I tend to. Mm -hmm. those. Um, but uh, I, I like to the whatever image I I uh, I take from that film, I want to make sure that it stands as a painting by itself. It doesn't have to have any explanation as to what it is. And then they become narratives, I think. They are sort of narratives. They have to be. Like, <clears throat> yeah. 
in order for any human to really find interest in them. Right. They have to have a story inside. I, I like Hopper. I think that's kind of, you know, who doesn't, but... So do you paint, like, like the one of the German couple in Ireland, did you actually set up and paint while they were there? No. People so don't did, hold still. You really, just, you really just remember the moment? I rely on photos. Now that we have great cameras on our phones, yeah. it's amazing. I don't even have to carry okay. a camera anymore. Okay. So I take photos, and I've noticed that if someone wants me to paint from a photo they took, uh-huh. it's not really as successful as it is if I paint from one I took. Because you know what looks good. I know what I'm looking for. Yeah. The lighting is, is key to me. That, I can see that. that you, so sure. you can mold it into depth, you know? So it sounds like you have similar challenges Aaron has when being inspired by commissions. You'd much rather just oh, yeah. see a moment and capture that. I think we all do that. Yeah. 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 Commissions are not the most fun things in the world. <laughs> they're, and they're also really intimidating because if you're trying to get something to look like somebody, I'm doing it working on a painting right now for a friend's, for a friend whose mother died and she wants this painting of her. And she, the mother, right now, the painting looks like Paul McCartney. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm having the worst time trying to... My husband walked in the room and said, Whoa, I thought you were doing... Who's that dude? It's Paul McCartney. <laughs> well, likeness, doing, like you said about portraits, that's got to be so tricky because if, if you don't get it right, oh. people want things to look like photographs sometimes. Yeah, I, Heather Bullock, I gotta say, if someone wants a portrait, I always mm-hmm. steer them to her mm-hmm. she's because done, she does the an amazing likeness. She does. Yeah, she's amazing. She painted one of you and Dixon. It's amazing. Yeah. All of those. Yeah, I saw that at the airport one time when they were hanging art at the airport, and I was in line. And, and your was, portrait was hanging. Dixon, I was going to the TSA guys. Hey, look, that's me and my husband over there, and they were looking at me, and they said. Well, it is. (laughs) It's funny. It's weird. One thing, Aaron, I think is interesting to talk about is just that you, at some point, not too long ago, made the decision to just be a full-time artist. Yeah. You worked at the UPS store prior. For a little bit. Yeah, and I kind of stuck to that job just because I liked the people I was working with. They were fun, and we had a good back-and-forth sort of How's that going for you? I mean, you can't know how to be a full-time painter. Yeah, it's weird that I can make a living here, isn't it? (laughs) But it's a different world. It's It's a different world here. And granted, circulating in person, networking that way, I hate that word, but it works. It Um, does. um, It is important sometimes, but now it's like there's so much that's online. It's like, and since the the pandemic yeah and we were all holed up everywhere right. you know I, it became even more necessary um, to communicate that way so I hope that that extends to what you do yeah it's weird I'd planned to quit my UPS job the the March of pandemic year oh really I'd planned to and and then all this stuff is coming out like with quarantine and things and I'm like well I'm gonna go for it you know it's risky and I'm not gonna be because I I have students too that's good which helps but um I wasn't able to hold classes and I was like kind of 
but I was like, whatever, it's just money, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And it worked, and I've been doing that ever since. That's great. Yeah, and I love it. I'm happy Freedom, for you because right. Yep, exactly. <coughs> so for both of you, I guess, are all of these paintings here ones that you were inspired to do yourself, or were any of these commission based? Oh, no, not for me. me They're either. all for myself. The okay. ones here, me too. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't show my commissions. Okay. I don't either. Yeah. Typically. I'm not as proud of them. As <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> for right, reasons so we're not we just covered. The three of us. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Don't even think she's about it. Even. Go to Heather Bullock. Yeah, yeah, she's portrait. <laughs> Heather does these wonderful self-portraits too. One of them is hanging in the show. Mm -hmm. She's got four or five of them. It's she, mm -hmm. and it's her. Yeah, they're very flattering. Yeah, so I'd say look at that girl. And that one. Yeah, She's it's a It's just her. There, it's photorealism, and and she does it well, and it's not easy mm -hmm. to do. Marty, have you, for your fans of your vocalizing yes. <laughs> have you stepped back from singing like completely or you, do you I occasionally do a concert too. well again the pandemic happened and you know we had a lot of things scheduled that you know we had to that were canceled obviously and then on the other side of it we come out and I'm I think we all might have experienced this but you know I'm at that pivotal age I'm 66 and you know, I'm leaning into that geriatric set. And so I came out on the other side feeling like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I'm on Medicare and, you know, I'm afraid to break a hip. So, <laughs> but I don't enjoy the part of, I love the making music and, and playing on stage, playing live. I love that. It's fun and I'll never get tired of it. But to get there, is a different story you know i'm tired of schlepping amps myself I, you know at the level that i was in the 80s or in 90s we had people to do that for us but we're now in a smaller uh, group of you know venues so we do it all ourselves if we want to make any money at all i don't like that well, <laughs> <laughs> the, the letterman shows as big as it gets so can you tell us how that that came about I can. Uh, there was, I had, I'm going to try to make this short. Sure. I had made a record um, in 1988, and it, it came out during what's called the New Music Seminar in New York. And we played, we scheduled four shows, two, two nights of two shows each at the bottom line in New York, and invited all of the songwriters who, whose songs I recorded, because I'm typically not, I don't care whether I wrote the song or not, I care if it's a good song or not. So it was so much fun. And we had um, like Graham Parker and John Hyatt and Janice Ian and, you know, some, some real heavy hitters there that are, you know, pretty well known. So a lot of people attended. And one of those people that attended was from the David Letterman show. Mm. And they said, well, they called the record company and said, while you're in town, could you guys come and do, you know, you told them, no, I'm, I'm sure. No, I'm busy. I got you. <laughs> so we did. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing. We were not booked. It was just like, boom, we're on. And uh, Dixon, my husband, did it with me, too. He was in the, in the band playing. Um, and so we got, we recorded the show at 5 o'clock, got on a plane, and we're home in our living room in time to watch it. Oh, that's Isn't cool. that weird? That's Isn't that funny? Cool. Yeah. 
areas. That's it. So how do you guys feel about the uh, the local art scene here in, in Canton? You touched on that a little bit. But, um, are you guys supportive of each other? You communicate, hang out, that kind of thing? Yeah. I've, I'd say I'd everybody's say, yeah. really supportive and encouraging towards each other. Do you have much to <clears throat> do with downtown anymore? Like the I down- don't get out hardly anywhere. Either. I don't either. I go to the woods. Yeah. That's where I go. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Thanks to the Stark yeah. Park system. We love we love there the Stark go. Parks. Yeah. But but I would always encourage anybody and I feel like the scene is really strong for a little tiny Yeah. Canton, Ohio. Mm, I think this show proves so. that. Yeah. Yeah. This is oh, twelve yeah. artists. I mean, you probably don't you didn't know all these artists, did you, Marty and Aaron? I don't. Looking at the show, had you I met all these people? Or I know all of them. I don't think I've ever met Emily. There's or, like or a forty. Amy. Those two. There's Those like two. a forty-two year age range in this show. That's really. Cool. I know Judy Crew, whom I know through the years. We've both had studios downtown. Um, when I walked in and I said hello to her, she said, welcome to the old part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is probably a really dumb question, but I've, as I'm looking around the room and I've always been curious about this, how do you decide what size to work on the canvas? Like, because you have some very small mm-hmm. ones that are really finely detailed, but like the bigger you get, that's somebody's probably got to get a lot harder, right? But it adds a different element to it. So yeah. when, Precisely. How, how do you make that decision when you get started you want to go first sure okay I, I think that the subject matter dictates what size you want to do and whether it will have more of an impact as a bigger image mm-hmm. or or is it better to be smaller is it you know is it is there a lot of stuff that people would miss if it was small mm-hmm. or you know vice versa for me that's it okay yeah I I have to agree. Like landscapes, whenever I've got a piece that's a landscape, I usually want it to be huge, because mm-hmm. because that's how it feels when uh-huh. you're out there. And um, but little tiny stories, I want them to be intimate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And little ones are faster to complete. <laughs> so for this show... For you? Yeah. It would take me forever <laughs> to do what you do. That little girl piece with the mosquito, mm-hmm. I wanted that to be in this show, so I had to do it small. I wonder what it would even look like big. It'd probably be cool big, too. I think it's one of your yeah. best paintings ever. Yeah, it's well, really thanks, cool. Dan. It's. It reminds me a little bit of the Martin Salt girl oh, yeah. with the umbrella. Everybody was saying a that. little bit like that, but very <laughs> with twisted. a giant mosquito. Yeah. Poor I, guy. I like the one she did that is a self-portrait, technically, because <laughs> uh, and it it features her uh, profile, but her mouth is wide open and butterflies are flying out. They're they're actually doves. Oh, oh, they are. Yeah, sorry. yeah, because it it's like a. Um, so my other life, I like to fight. And, yep. <laughs> and yeah, I'm a really nice person, except I like to fight. Tell us what that means. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you don't Mar- martial arts. <laughs> I think you were in a she girl game. But I would she love. Is. She's in a fight club. <laughs> she yeah. picks I would love to be in a fight club. I want to start a fight club. There you go. We wouldn't talk <laughs> about it. Club. That's right. That's the first dance in a girl. So maybe there is one. But that's a good story of how you came upon that. So, yeah. Yeah. You, tell so, them, so, you told me. So um, I'm always kind of, um, 
I'm not, I don't get it because I can be really, really mean. And the people at the dojo, like the little belts, they don't like to spar with me because I'm not nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just not. I, I want to win. I got to win. And but then I'm also like you you guys know me as a really nice person. I'm mm-hmm. just who paints kitties. Who paints cats. But now we know. We don't want to cross <laughs> you. Everybody's anyway. gotta have an outlet. Yeah. yeah. Two Seriously. sides. So that's what that piece is kind of like um, it's called juxtapositions because that's what I am. Just a giant juxtaposition. Or this size, you know. That's that's what that was. But the, about. Thanks, the, your photo reference, though, you said. Oh yeah, you yeah. Told me. Yeah. So um, the photo is actually from my first dawn black belt test mm. that I took. That I was breaking boards. So you look serious. It was like you serious. You had to you had to be serious to break through with boards and yeah. bricks and crap like and that. Your face is determined <laughs> and mouth wide open. Yeah, it's me. When you holler, birds up. fly out of your mouth. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> That's her peaceful side <laughs> yeah. coming out. She's yelling, and then her her peaceful side yeah, comes out. It's all out the same. Yeah. Yeah. One so piece. You two have both lived in Stark County like your whole lives, right? Yeah. Yep. Tell us about some of the places you like to hang out. Well, not painting. Oh. Well, places you enjoy going. It's kind of weird now because we, you know, everybody got out of practice of hanging. We're just now getting <laughs> started back up again. I mean, that, I that's think that's true. the largest group of people I've been in since, yeah. you know, 2019 or something. The oh. opening the other night. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That was amazing. But, I, you know, it's always fun to go out. And I, I do... I gotta say, we we spend a lot of time in the parks, walking and. I'm gonna say it again. Didn't yeah. pay him to say that. And yeah, no, he didn't. Every, every I, show. I really love Tamashaner <laughs> because it's so uh, sparse. Don't you love that one? Yeah. But they're all over the place. And um, a couple of summers ago, we kept I kept a map, and we would go to all of the different walking trails. It was really fun. Yeah. But that there's that, and you know we go out to eat. I like the. Um, um, kebab and curry a lot. Mm. If you haven't been there, uh, that's a definite go-to. And the uh, Blue Habanero is so good. The new one. Have you been there yet? Actually, um, I mean, I haven't gone out to eat since 2019. Oh, okay. I am a very boring person. <laughs> <laughs> People think I'm so exciting and interesting. I'm not. Well, maybe to yourself. <laughs> but you, but you cook a lot. Right? I do like. Oh, talk, do you? Talk about that a That's little. That's fun. Yeah. You and Kip are your husband. Yeah, we both like to cook, and um, in 2019, we just started to be like, well, we could go out to eat, or we could save money and make something cool. So that's what we ended up doing, and that's what we do. I think at some point, when you cook a lot you prefer your own food to anyone else's i know and i know it's healthier yeah Yeah. like like thursday night is pizza night and so but we always try and have fun with like the weirdest kind of pizzas we can make (laughs) okay and we're gonna need examples what were some winners and losers okay so last week i'll give you two of my favorites last week was amazing it was mushrooms and i don't do red sauce i don't just don't care for it Mm -hmm. but um it was just Parmesan cheese, 
and microgreens like wasabi, 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 radish, and all these ones that had a lot of flavor. And they, so those guys and mushrooms. Wow, and it, it must was, have been tangy. It was so good. But then my all-time favorite is, so I like to forage in the woods and stuff. And la- last year I found some chicken of the woods. Oh, I'd be so scared. Oh, no. You you, you just have to identify know. them what for sure. What was that again? Chicken, chicken, chicken of the woods. Wood. Those are they're not chickens. They're mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> they're orange and yellow. They're, I was hearing they're like just chicken of the beautiful. sea. I wasn't sure what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> but so I found a whole bunch of that, and I sauteed it up and put it on a pizza that had dandelion greens, and it was Yum. caught at the backyard. Oh, that's, oh cool. that's a backyard yeah. pizza. Cool. That's yeah. fun. Or puff balls. Anything I can find. Because there's like garlic mustard, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. It's all over the place. Very invasive. Yeah. So I never feel bad about harvesting that. Oh, that's fun. That is good stuff. Are you worried that there are... Listen to me. It's the mother in me. Aren't you worried? <laughs> yeah, you're like my sister. She's like, don't eat anything poisonous. I'm I know. Like, I'm I, would worry, <laughs> I would worry that it's got something on it. Like, to, you know, that... that some sort of fertil fertilizer oh. or not fertilizer, but because that's natural, like like microbes. Yeah, or like some microbes are any good. chemicals or anything. Yeah, that is a concern. But in most of these places are pretty wild. Yeah, that I find them. Yeah. Or any pizza combinations that didn't work? Yeah, <laughs> didn't work. Um. I don't like what my husband makes. <laughs> In general, or was there one <laughs> well, no. particular? No, no, it's okay. That her. is mean. That is mean. If you ever listen to this, no, delete, he's usually delete. a really good cook. Um, but like, he likes this creamy cheese that is like, I, like I, ricotta. It's not ricotta. It's like, uh, it has like this really. I don't know how to describe it. Limburger. No, it's not limburger. It's not stinky. It's like fresh creamy yeah like creamy gross throw up <laughs> is there anything else on it or it's just the cheese that you can make? no it's the cheese and he puts onions on his i like onions i just don't like them on a pizza for some reason or black olives they're just too strong they take mm-hmm. over the whole symphony they just the symphony. they're bullies <laughs> i had a pizza if we're going to talk about pizza i had a pizza one time it's that was so freaking good. like the best pizza i ever had and, what and was on kind it? of recreate simple just um gruyere cheese Ooh, yes mushrooms and thyme fresh thyme oh delicious see those try. simple ones those mm-hmm. are the winners because mm-hmm. they get that crusty like brown cheese crisp to them it's awesome we, we could have our own little NPR show let's talk about pizza yeah yeah <laughs> everybody likes pizza so I think we're gonna maybe wrap things up here for lunch I wanted to tell everybody that the Salon de Femme show is going to be on display through June 14th here at Cyrus Custom Framing. This place is open six days a week, so there's no reason to not come. It's uh, The hours are 10 to 6, Monday through Friday, and 11 to 3 on Saturday. It's free to come by. What's the, dr- the address? Did you say that? It's Cleveland Avenue, <laughs> northwest, across the street from, directly across the street from the post office. That's all I always say. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> a girl with a brilliant mind, but a pair 
Bien, bon, ça 